0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Daily Gospel Exegesis podcast produced by Logical Bible Study and as always we're going to dive into the text from today's gospel reading and we're going to try to work out what's the literal sense, what did the words mean in their original context, what was the author trying to convey to their audience and this is where we have to start as Catholics, we have to look at the literal sense first. We have a really interesting reading today, a short one, so Mark chapter 3, verses 20 to 21. Jesus went home, and once more such a crowd collected that they could not even have a meal. When his relatives heard of this, they set out to take charge of him, convinced he was out of his mind. So that's our reading for today, and as always, we want to start by thinking about the context, what's happened just before this. So Jesus has just begun his ministry in Galilee, in the northern part of Israel. So it's very early on, but already he's developed quite a big following. There's crowds everywhere following him around. Just before this, he's gone up into the hills around the Sea of Galilee to pick his 12 apostles. Now we'll start at verse 19b today. This is the last phrase in verse 19. It helps set the scene. It just says, then he went home. So, Jesus now goes back to Capernaum. That's his home at the moment. And remember, he's living in the house of Simon and Andrew. That's his house in Capernaum. Verse 20: Once more, such a crowd collected. So, try to get the picture here. Jesus is at home in his small house in Capernaum. In fact, you can go and see this house today if you go to Capernaum. They've basically uncovered what the house looks like, and you can look in from a bird's eye view to see a floor plan of this actual house, it's quite amazing. So Jesus is here at home in his small house, probably with his disciples, probably with his family, and there's people from all over the countryside who want to follow Jesus and they've followed him home and they're probably inside the house, they're all crowding into the house. And Mark here says there's such a crowd that they could not even have a meal. So, Jesus and his disciples and his relatives, they just want to sit down in their house to have a meal. They can't even do that. There's such a big crowd there wanting to hear from Jesus. Verse 21, when his relatives heard of this. Now, some translations don't have the word relatives. They have it as friends or even own people. When his own people heard of this. But I think the best translation is relatives or family. So our lectionary gets it right here. His relatives heard of this. So this would be his relatives in Nazareth, which is not far from Capernaum. And Nazareth is where Jesus grew up. And it's where most of his relatives still live. Now, verse 31 tells us more about who specifically these relatives are. So Mark tells us in verse 31 that his mother hears about this. And a group that Mark calls his brethren... And we'll look at this phrase a bit more when we get to that reading, because obviously there's been a lot of controversy about who the brethren of Jesus are in Nazareth. The short version is it appears that these brethren are Jesus' cousins, roughly. They're from Mary's side of the family, and they also live in Nazareth, just like Mary does. So his relatives, his mother and his brethren, set out to take charge of him. Or more literally, what it actually says here is they went out to seize him. The same word there is used for when Jesus is arrested. They went out to seize him. So Jesus' relatives here, they travel from Nazareth to Capernaum to come and get Jesus. That's a 20-mile journey. So it probably would have taken a whole day for them to get from Nazareth to Capernaum. So word is spreading from Capernaum to the nearby towns that this amazing miracle worker, Jesus, is attracting huge crowds and Jesus' relatives hear about this and they want to come and seize him. Why? Well, Mark says they are convinced he was out of his mind. There's different ways of translating this particular phrase. So instead of out of his mind, you can translate it, he is beside himself. And there's even some ambiguity about who says it. So some translations have the relatives saying he is beside himself, but other translations, because the Greek here is ambiguous, other translations put it as for some people were saying he is beside himself. So either Jesus' family is saying this, or at least people in Nazareth in general are saying that Jesus is beside himself. So word is getting around that Jesus is out of his mind. We need to keep in mind the cultural context at this particular time. So In this culture, family obligations and family ties are very strong. They are very important and they overshadow a lot of individual rights that we would have today in Western society. Family obligations came first. And an individual was always, in a sense, representing his family. So any action by an individual in that culture was seen as a reflection on the whole family. And any breach of family honour would result in severe discipline. So from the perspective of Jesus' family here, Jesus should be back in Nazareth being a carpenter rather than doing weird things like attracting crowds and making the religious authorities angry. So from what Jesus' family understands, Jesus' wonder-working activity, it's probably evidence that he's mentally imbalanced. He's not thinking straight. There's something wrong with him. And we later see this in chapter 6 when Jesus actually goes to Nazareth, pretty much the whole town has a similar attitude. They think he should be a carpenter. He shouldn't be a miracle worker. Also keep in mind that Joseph is probably no longer alive by this point. So Jesus' older relatives probably felt that Jesus was under their charge. They have to take responsibility for him. So they hear that he's doing these weird things that he's out of his mind. So they set out to find him and seize him. Probably this is partially to protect him as well because they might sense that he's making the religious authorities angry and he might be in danger. So they come to get him in Capernaum. That's the end of today's text. And we then have what scholars call a Markan sandwich. So Mark often does this where he starts a story, then leaves it incomplete, turns to something else, and then later finishes the story. And it seems that he does does this very carefully. He puts a particular story in the middle of the sandwich that's going to, in a sense amplify both ends of the sandwich. And that's what Mark does here. He leaves this story incomplete, and he turns his attention to another event, and then he goes back to describing what happens with Jesus' relatives. So this story of Jesus' relatives will pick up again in verse 31, which tells us what happens when the family arrives in Capernaum, and you can hear that continuation on Tuesday of week three in Ordinary Time. The next thing we're going to hear, this kind of middle of the sandwich, this interrupting story, involves Jesus being accused of being possessed by the devil. And that is actually linked to what Mark has just said here about his family, because in that culture, mental imbalance was associated with demonic activity. So that leads pretty well into this next story where people come right out and accuse Jesus of being possessed by the devil because they're sort of perceiving that he's not mentally right in their view. So that's an interesting reading today. There's no catechism references for us to look at. So we'll finish it there. Please tell other people about the ministry. This ministry is only going to grow as people hear more about it from the listeners. So please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It really does make a difference. Or on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe. And hopefully you'll tune in again tomorrow.